Take two. <laughs> Fuck. I'm here, I'm here. I, I apologize greatly for all of you and ruining your Sunday afternoon talking with me again for another hour, but thank you very much. I'll take the blame for it. Um, so I'm not back. I'm over. I'm rolling on my end, too. Okay, perfect. I am rolling on two separate uh, devices here. So my voice is accounted for, yours is all accounted for, and we have a backup with Waze. If anything goes uh, wrong with this show, I promise, uh, you guys can just shoot me in the head. Let me do it first. Don't say that. All right. Hello, everybody. It is John Pollock and Waiting, and welcome to this month's edition of the Post-Wrestling Roundtable. Uh, there's only been a few of these in our history, but already this weekend, uh, there have been many. There is the unreleased version, and now, coming at you live, it is the real version of the Roundtable, where we are joined by not one but two guests here at the table. It's a pleasure to be joined by Bartender Dave. Hooray! And Bartender Bray. Hello! Welcome, guys, to the post-wrestling roundtable again. Uh, Dave, do you want to share my gigantic screw-up of what has brought us here uh, to redo the roundtable? Oh, I don't don't see it as a screw-up at all. Like, any chance that I get to speak with you fine gentlemen on such an iconic day is is just pleasurable uh, enough in itself. I just uh, absolutely love it. (laughs) Is is this roundtable being recorded the reason for it being so iconic? What is it about... Sunday, March the 18th. That is so iconic. Well, it's 16 years ago today that we had uh, Icon versus Icon, uh, Hogan versus The Rock at uh, WrestleMania 18. Oh, my God. I I don't like to be that guy, but that was actually March 17th, not 18th. (laughs) It is. Are are you serious? Oh, man. Dave, you can't go against Johnny. The bartender bartender legitimately missed St. Patrick's Day. I totally did. I went. I, I went out for Japanese food last night. <laughs> isn't that like New Year's for you? I mean, what is? Isn't this the? Is this the biggest night of the year? Maybe second to New Year's Eve. Well, it is for uh, if you want to do amateur hour. I hate working St. Patty's Day because everybody that doesn't drink comes out and just acts like an idiot. And trust me, your bartender hates you on that day. Yes, you can. You can act like idiots with with your own friends. <laughs> That's a much better uh, way to spend time. Wade, did you do anything for St. Patrick's Day? No, nothing in particular for St. Patrick's Day. I don't usually celebrate it. I mean, usually because it's – I don't really go out to bars that much anyway. No offense, guys. But um, uh, I, And, like, it's so close to, to our birthday where uh, that's where I usually get my drinking in for the month of March. Braden, you're the only – the millennial of the group here. Did you do anything for St. Patrick's Day? Has your St. Patrick's I- Day gone into <sighs> Sunday, the iconic uh, March the 18th? <laughs> I really, I really don't want to talk about it. I was, I was less hungover when we originally recorded this roundtable, but this time, I'm a little on. Let, let's just get on with the show. <laughs> what a wonderful start to this is. Well, we're going to start Listen, off with some some tremendous news, not, and that is we're not the, just the bar; we raise it, right? What is what? How do we say that? Oh, I don't know. Well, first of all, we haven't even explained that yet. You call them bartender brain. Why exactly. is that, Braden? Yeah, why don't you bring us um, up to speed on your your life developments, Braden? Well, ever since I came back from my travels of uh, Australia and Japan, I have uh, been attempting to steal Bartender Dave's gimmick and become Bartender Bray. 
Uh, <laughs> it's still a work in progress, but it's 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 going. I'm never going to be on his level, and I'm okay with that. But yeah, I'm trying to uh, trying to be bartender Bray. You're the Ron look- Rousey of bartending. Sure. Yeah. You got your Kurt Angle here in in Dave. Wow. Look, buddy, I've actually you, you never can't, like that. You, you can't just come into a bartending with a smart serve and become a bartender. It takes years of practice. Like, exactly. sure, you're going to be in my top five bartenders of all time, but um, it better takes than Tom Cruise in cocktail. Oh, he's not even on my list. You're lying. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you're trying? Are are are, are you not currently a bartender? Oh no no. I I mean like like Dave just said. I can't just. I can't just oh I'm I'm great now. You right. got to like learn, you got to practice. You got to learn how to throw people out, you got to learn how to refuse people. There's sure. a lot of there's a lot of things that go into this. So I'm slowly slowly learning, but Dave has been a great help and Dave, uh, beyond beyond just learning the the drinks that I think the the layperson would assume would be uh one of the biggest tasks. What do you right. think is the the most challenging skill set that there's Nothing other than time that will develop to make for a successful bartender. What does Braden have to invest in time-wise that he can one day uh, sniff an ounce of your success? Well, like with with uh, the drinks and all, like that's that's nothing. That's just that's Google. You have a phone. You have a Google. You you can be a bartender but when it comes to like you, you need experience to to know you got to follow your gut when a person comes in i can tell if they're going to be a problem or not uh you got to lead with with happiness you can't lead with anger you got to show respect for the customer until they show that respect uh or until it's a time to pull that respect back because it's it, you're 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 responsible for every single person in that restaurant. You're responsible to make sure that everybody has a good time. You don't want anybody to be uh, uh, out of line or make anybody's experience in your in your establishment a bad one, right? So you got to make sure that they're they're being served properly and uh, that they're not in an intoxicated fashion when they come in because you're looking at your your license. Like you lose your license, you lose your 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 uh, money. My kids don't go to school. You know, it's 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 a very fine line when it when it comes with it. And I've been doing it for 25 years and I'm I am never wrong. I can I can spot somebody coming in if they're going to be a problem. My wife hates us going out to restaurants because I'm just like watching everybody. Actually, you've done that, Dave. I, yeah. I've been out with you and you've done that at uh, NXT. You were all over it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's just all about confidence, confidence, confidence. You, like you gotta you gotta treat the establishment like it's your family room. If you wouldn't have them in your family room, don't have them in your establishment because you know it's going to be a problem. <laughs> well, be all right. See, look, I'm learning already. <laughs> I hope you're taking notes here, Braden. I actually am writing these down. You do sound like someone that's very hospital uh, hospitable, though. One that does like to encourage a good time, but now you also have to preach a responsible time, which I don't oh. know how much faith i have in you in that front but i'm I'm willing to sit back and see (laughs) i think you're right john no um i'm just i'm hungover right now because yesterday was saint patrick's day and i had it off and all this thing but uh yeah i I like to i like to to talk to people the reason i want to do this so much is uh, i spent most my my career life in either an office or a studio radio tv and now this is like kind of i'm meeting people in a more uh i don't know different way so it's it's probably good for myself as well 
but I am taking everything I can from bartender Dave. So well, you got to You got to study, study uh, Sam Malone and Jack Tripper. Those two guys made me who I am right now. I've just, I've just <laughs> been watching cocktail with Tom Cruise. Like, oh, five, that's yeah. not bartending, man. That's flair bartending. That's <laughs> I think I got it. Crap, I'm pretty man. sure I got it. I, I'm not. <laughs> Dave strikes me as a Sam Malone type. That would be that would be a good archetype. I would associate bartender Dave with a guy you just well, you, you walk into his bar and he's just that. He's that authoritative voice, but also a very welcoming one. Oh, thank you very much. I, I uh, He was the main reason why I got into bartending. I always loved Cheers. That was fantastic. Him and Jack Tripper from uh, Three's Company, fantastic people. And it's just, and hey, I'm even sober now. So it's uh, I'm not much closer to being Sam Malone. Br- Braden has a lot of Woody Harrelson in him, I feel. I feel there's a lot of uh, crossover there. Okay. That's... Actually, yeah, me and Woody go way back. Uh, I, I, he's like my spirit animal. All right. We, we've talked enough about bartending. Uh, off show. Uh, as I mentioned off the top, I completely screwed up our roundtable show. So this is uh, this is the redo uh, all on me. The blame can squarely go on me. But these three have been uh, kind enough to uh, lend me their Sunday afternoon to redo this. We have big news off the top. And way, why don't you announce uh, why Braden and bartender Dave are here on the roundtable? What do we have to announce? Well, first of all, that that this conversation thus far has been thrilling. I'm learning way more about bartending than I ever intended to. <laughs> and I I look forward to hearing your daily updates, Braden, or your weekly updates, I mean, from your uh, life in your new career, because uh, we are proud to announce our newest addition to the post-wrestling network of shows, the uh, not necessarily return, but the debut of what not what's next but up next starring mm-hmm. Braden Harrington and bartender Dave every yeah, single week covering NXT we've welcome heard your guys. cries welcome to the post wrestling family it's great to have yeah, you yeah shout oh. out to shout out to all the people who have reached out to uh, me and me and Dave for asking us and kept pestering us um I, we appreciate it trust me you're we we notice everything every little message we get we see it and uh, we love you guys. So, uh, yeah, why not? Now we're going to talk about NXT week to week here on Post Wrestling. It's yeah, that's absolutely amazing. I, I listen to Post Wrestling every every day that I come home from work. You guys keep me awake and keep me focused on the roads coming home to Milton. So I am so happy to be part of uh, the Post Wrestling Network. Uh, couldn't be happier. Well, so just so everybody knows, uh, Braden and Dave up next will be on their own feed, just like all of our other shows on the Post Wrestling Network. So you guys, not just quite yet, but uh, I would say this Thursday, right, when you, is when you guys will debut your first sure. show. Yes. And uh, very soon after, stay tuned to postwrestling.com as well as our own individual Twitters uh, it's for, for so that you guys can know when you can subscribe to iTunes. But the show will be out regardless on Thursday. Yeah, I'd say uh, I'd say just make sure you follow us, and we can we, we'll be talking about it, tweeting about it, and you can find out where to go and all that stuff. Yeah, amen to that. So now Ready. that we can get into um, a number of different topics that are going on industry wide, we are three weeks out from WrestleMania, and let's start there. And we're going to work our way uh, down into NXT. But uh, here we are, three weeks out, Braden. Uh, how do you feel this WrestleMania card is shaping up? And Give us an update kind of of what your your week-to-week viewing uh, has been like this last little while. Uh, I'm a weird wrestling fan. I, th- I like to think of myself as a hipster wrestling fan, so I watch more of the New Japan and all that stuff, which has been uh, phenomenal uh, in the past few months. It's just been crazy. But it's WrestleMania season, so actually I've really been watching the main product 
Uh, Monday Night Raw has has been all right this week, uh, um, but I've been I've been really looking forward to WrestleMania. Oscar uh, winning the Women's Royal Rumble, the first ever Women's Royal Rumble, was really really uh, interesting for me. I have to say that Oscar versus Charlotte is something. I'm really looking forward to, and I wasn't really into the whole Ronda Rousey thing, but uh, Kurt Angle, Triple H, Stephanie, and Ronda have all kind of they really they really did a number on me because now I'm into that program for some reason. I'm really really looking forward to that. And AJ Nakamura sounds great, but uh, I haven't really been watching much of the NXT. So the main roster, it's WrestleMania, so I've just been watching that, and it's it's doing a pretty good job of getting me hooked into it i'm i'm gonna be watching the show you're gonna have to do some binge watching this week yeah i, I gotta catch up on I, I i've watched nxt i just i've been i've been more selective been watching a bit more of uh the ring of honor stuff and the uh the new japan stuff like especially some of some of the uh oh man i watched a takahashi versus osprey a few like a week or so ago that just blew my mind the problem is i watch like a new japan match and then i watch wwe match and then i get really bored so i still it's wrestlemania season so i i'm super i'm super into it uh and i really loved uh john cena's promo as well uh from raw this week last week it was great but I, i'm pretty i'm pretty in this year you sometimes it's wrestlemania season and you feel like uh i'm not i'm not that super excited i feel like i am now i feel like it's a good card and it's gonna be a good show Dave, I'm curious your opinion, same question about kind of overall WrestleMania interest, but with the caveat of your children's interest, because I think mm-hmm. that's truly the, the the macro version of what the, the general public is interested in. Yeah, I'm, I've uh, followed the product uh, inside and out uh, every single week, and I'm, I'm actually very, very excited for WrestleMania 34. Like, this is... Um, uh, a big one for me because I really I'm I'm really into uh, uh, AJ Styles as is my uh, oldest son Dustin he's uh, uh, his favorite wrestler so we're really excited about that we've already got the night booked off they're going into school late the the following Monday morning uh, I I can't wait for it everything just seems to be you know, working out great and I wasn't too sure about the uh, the Ronda Rousey. Uh, uh, involvement and uh, then listening to uh, the both of you talk about it and uh, it kind of uh, pulled me around like th- this is a really really big draw for everybody outside of wrestling too it brings more eyes on eyes to the product and it, it, it's going to be good no matter what like she can just go in there and throw like a, an arm bar on and everybody will be happy so it's it's it, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to the whole card uh, even the uh, actually when we were watching the uh, what was it the uh, the the when it when it came down to Reigns and uh, Strowman in the elimination chamber, and uh, my son looked at me and he's like, "I don't want Strowman to win," and I'm like, "Why not? Strowman and Lesnar would be good." He's like, "I didn't like that match. I want to see Reigns go after Lesnar." And and even the build for that one is looking really really good. Down to the the 205 Cruiserweight Championship match, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, of, of course, uh, the NXT uh, Takeover show is just going to be absolutely phenomenal. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, and as we've talked about, way you can you can go many different directions this year. I feel for WrestleMania in terms of what you put in that closing role. Mm-hmm. Completely, yeah, yeah. First of all, let me just say, Dave, yeah. every other kid in your kid's school must be so jealous 
<laughs> you're allowing your kids to show up to school late the next day to yeah. watch WrestleMania. That's amazing. That's yeah, oh, well, so <laughs> great parenting from you. Uh, I, I don't think. know if I'd call it great. It's it's hey, probably very debatable. Listen, they will remember <laughs> WrestleMania. They're not going to remember whatever. Uh, They're not going to remember class. their education. <laughs> they don't yes. need their education. They got their uh, brains from my wife. And thank I, God I had the polar opposite experience one year when I was a kid. I was like, uh, like much younger, maybe even preteens. And it was uh, my dad stating that these pay-per-views are too expensive. No more. Oh. And it was the week of WrestleMania. And I was so down. Oh. And then the day of the show, I asked him again. And he was like, yeah, fine. You can order it. But I was oh, there you go. week. It was the complete opposite. It was like, <laughs> I'm not even going to get to watch this show anymore because of these damn. And it was like 30 bucks. I was like, man, I could I could easily just scrunch together 30 bucks of my own. But anyway, Dave, uh, a different experience Kudos. for your kids. <laughs> yeah, we, do. yeah. We, we let them stay up for the big four. The big four they do. Every, everything else we pe- uh, uh, POV and uh, let them watch it the next WrestleMania. Like still honor Survivor Series at that level now. Money in the yeah, bank. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> in the bartender Dave household. <laughs> I've been watching it for 35 years. i got to keep on that. <laughs> Main event-wise, though, it's it's a very interesting conversation. And I, I, I'm, I'm sure it's a conversation that WWE themselves are having internally up in, mm-hmm. probably up until the week of WrestleMania. What, what do you guys think we'll close the show because i think you have a number of contenders a number of different risk factors involved with each of those uh potential uh closing matches but let's throw it out there what do you guys think will close the show honestly like i would love to see aj styles and nakamura close the show mm-hmm. i think that's the safest match to go with but knowing the wwe and their love for roman reigns and brock lesnar i think that one will close the show ultimately um i think the safer choice like i said is aj styles and nakamura but i think they're going to go with uh, lesnar and reigns yeah, I think that's probably exactly what's going to happen. I think a lot of people are interested in this Nakamura AJ match because it just sounds amazing. If you've seen the other one, they've done crazy. Mm-hmm. But Brock kind of ending the show seems like that's the thing. But yeah, you either end the show, you either end the show with people booing Roman Reigns, or you end the show with people cheering AJ Styles. I don't know, or Nakamura. Yeah, to me, it's just given the sheer length of the show, no matter what you do, I think if you finished with 30 minutes of Styles and Nakamura, like I, I think it's very much overblown, like the status symbol of closing WrestleMania. Like I'm sure it's a nice little uh, notch on your belt to be able to say you closed the show. But to me, it's, it's all about presenting the best show possible. And this is a yeah. six hour show that I'm not looking at from nine a, hour show from a prestige factor <laughs> of what is more beneficial to me is ending the show that you know you're going to put a, a match on that few are going to be able to follow and who else can close that length of a show. And I'd go with the safe bet, which I feel is Styles and Nakamura going out there uh, for 30 minutes. Mm. And I don't think play- really Reigns winning in the middle of the card drastically hinders that either. To play devil's advocate, though, I mean, look, people have used that same mentality before when booking these shows. And look at what happened at places like WrestleMania 18 or even WrestleMania 30, where your mid-card act was certainly something that um, I would say overshadowed the main event, even if the main event ended up becoming a bigger, better technical match. Uh, do you like you're risking that too? If you put a Styles and Nakamura out there, and people are exhausted after a Roman versus Lesnar, or even a Triple H and 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 Stephanie versus Ronda and Kurt Angle, that 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 could happen. It's always a risk when you're talking about these uh, lengthy 
uh, shows. I, I think that with Styles and Nakamura, you'd envision a, di- a much different match, especially than Hunter and Orton. But even from Hunter and and Chris Jericho, which I think is a match that holds up better than it does um, at that time on March seventeenth slash eighteenth of two thousand. <laughs> Um, kind of one of the big um, question marks should probably be answered on Tuesday, and that's the the Shane Owens Sami Zayn match. And we threw up a poll on our Twitter asking people what they think the match is going to be. And of the four options here, we had forty eight percent that believe it's going to be a three way with those three. Twenty nine percent think it'll be Owens and Zayn against Shane and Daniel Bryan. 14% Owens and Zayn against Shane in a handicap match, and 9% thinking it'll be Shane teaming with Vince against Owens and Zayn. I throw it to you, bartender Dave, of not what you would like to see happen, but what you think is the logical match that comes out of this angle. Oh, boy. Um, wow, that's a good question. I I honestly, I, I feel that um, Shane's... Oh, man. I, I, I don't think that Shane's going to be involved in it at all. I think I it's going to be a straight not. one-on-one. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. If anything, I could see him being a um, a guest referee or something. Oh, jeez. Like, I, 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 uh, I can't see that heavy an angle without a major Shane involvement. Like, I think he has to be in this match. Yeah. Uh, he's the only babyface here. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay, can, so can if, I if he's... Can a scenario that I'm, I was uh, chatting with... Uh, Brian Mann of Keep It 2000, and he laid out a really interesting scenario that I'm not saying is going to happen, but is Mm -hmm. intriguing to look at, that it is set up on Tuesday that Daniel Bryan announces he is teaming with Shane. And here you have it announced for the big return. Daniel Bryan is attacked in the back earlier in the show, so you, you tease the crowd that you're not getting it. He comes out, the massive reaction, same stadium he won the title in, and then he's finally tagged in by Shane, and Brian just nails Shane with a big punch, and he lines <laughs> with Owens and Zayn. Oh, wow, wow. that'd be awesome. <laughs> and, I mean, yeah, people would be furious, but I think that would be the desired reaction. And you also have to question, like, what are they, what are they uh, comfortable allowing Brian to do? And if you're limiting it to a work punch when he's tagged in, does that does that satisfy them and their concerns? I mean, it's one way to go. And if you're watching the TV, I mean, the most logical is Brian somehow being involved here. I mean, all the television has been built towards this, that it seems very anticlimactic if you don't have a payoff at the end of all of this. But that's one scenario thrown out. Daniel Bryan. Oh, man. Yeah, please go ahead, Bryn. No, uh, it just it sounds like such a cop out if they do that. <laughs> it would make me so mad. It's like, hey, we're bringing this guy back. Ah, I'm just joking. He's he's just a bad guy. And, and I hate general managers and all those things in wrestling. It's my one pet peeve of modern wrestling is ever there's a general manager and there's a there's a CEO and there's this and there's this person. I just I, if Daniel Bryan is ever going to actually come back, then they would advertise the hell out of it and they, i don't think they'd they do such a, a a tease there but uh i i'd rather just going back to this match i'd rather just see a one-on-one with kevin and and, and sammy because you know they're destined to do this forever but uh shane mcmahon in this it makes it does seem like he's in this match but <laughs> daniel bryan turning on shane mcmahon just seems like it's just heat that it just doesn't need to happen people don't need to do brian well, yeah, also, it, it, it's a larger thing to argue about turning Brian, but if that is the idea, how do you how do you best get there? 
I, yeah. I, I certainly think that if you are going to have Daniel Bryan wrestle, I don't expect him to do that in much. WWE. <laughs> yeah. He's not going to have the Daniel Bryan matches of old. Uh, like he, you know, on Total Divas in the past, he talked about the moment that, he, well, if he ever came back, he would be working a more mat based style. Something that wouldn't involve that much impact, obviously. And I wonder if you would even get a, anything like that. Like, knowing how careful they have been, if he is going to be involved in any type of match, I do expect it to be very minimal. Maybe a hot tag at the end, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, a few slaps here and there. Yes lock, done, out. And I think the crowd would be satisfied. Just to even see the yes lock, I think, would, would you know, have, have people going home happy. Um but the turning him heel definitely is is I think a bigger uh, discussion. I I just don't personally see how that could work because Daniel Bryan is so beloved. He is exactly. like such a quintessential babyface that um, you risk people booing Shane and cheering Bryan if he did something like that. I feel well, Shane needs to go away. This is the same company though that when he was arguably at his hottest, they decided. Let's put him in the Wyatt family. Yeah, and yeah. and that was that was at a time when uh, WrestleMania that year was not mapped out for him to have the big spotlight at the end of the show. That was kind of that was going to be he got gear done like it was going to be he's in the Wyatt family. That was um, their their decision. Um, so anyway, I mean, way we we didn't really get an answer out of you, but what do you think is the is the the most likely scenario that we would figure comes out on Tuesday? In regards to this match, uh, I'm still I'm still of the belief that it'll be some type of three way. But but I mean, knowing how the odds are stacked, I definitely think Shane needs something. I mean, I could I, at this point, I, I think everything's open, um, but I'm my gut still says three way. Does anyone see any other wild card partners beyond the ones I listed here of Brian Vince? I mean, is there anyone off the roster? Does a does a Ziggler, does a Corbin like land in a spot like that yeah, as just like a hot shot to get him into a prominent match? Or do you see this as kind of these are the principal characters involved? Well, that's, why, that's, sh- that's why does a, Shane keep getting into WrestleMania? Get off the card. <laughs> He's a draw, though. Yeah, he is. He we is. can't lie. Like they protected stand. him well enough. They made him feel special enough with all of his big spots and like casuals, especially see Shane as a big deal. Like seriously, right now, like this is, will upset people. Is Shane a bigger baby face on that show at the moment than Nakamura? Ugh. Like mm. you can make that argument uh, hard that to from say. a pure yeah. fan reaction standpoint at this point that Shane is the number two baby face on that show. Yeah, mm. it's true. Yeah, and you, and it's funny that you said Ziggler because I read that uh, he was uh, uh, originally penned to face Shane at this WrestleMania, and they yeah. never built anything to that. Yeah, that story was out there, but I mean, there was really nothing on the television mm-hmm. that reflected that. And granted, yeah, absolutely I mean, nothing. It sounds like Owens and Zayn have been bounced all around here, but this seems like the most logical spot for them is something involving Shane, given how much how, months has been dedicated to this program. I mean, it really started with Owens and Shane last summer. Yeah, They've already seriously. had their blow-off match, too, which is weird for me. They've already had a hell-in-a-cell match, so where do you, what do you do now? It, it just doesn't, it's kind of backwards booking. for. It's, it's a one story I am not following for this, uh, this card. 
Oh yeah, but it's it's like this is what I love about wrestling is that you like you get into these points and these these feuds that you have no idea of what's going to happen. And I love the constantly guessing and 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 fantasy booking and trying to figure out what's what's happening. Like this is what I love about wrestling because if if Shane does have to be part of this match, uh, I think the best thing is a, a, a triple threat. I think that would be the only only way to go. Because like like I said when I said uh, uh, special guest referee, that's that's really nothing. But like yeah, he In needs my, his I- spot. Am I like just sorry to interrupt the conversation? Mm-hmm. But am I am I like right to assume assume uh, uh, the dynamic between you and and Braden, Dave? Is that you're the optimist and Braden is more of the pessimist of the group? Oh, I don't know about <laughs> that. I, I like to lead my life with optimism. I uh, <laughs> I spent many many years hating myself and everyone around me, and I've gotten rid of that. I'm happy. I'm now, learning. So. <laughs> I'm I'm just becoming a bartender. I'm starting to hate everyone now. That's great. <laughs> I love I love the dynamic. There, there I say I, one views it as the the glass half full and the other bartender <laughs> the glass half empty look at that eh exactly <laughs> there's your t-shirt yeah um, <laughs> let's chat a bit about uh, NXT and Dave I know you're you've been following NXT uh, more closely uh, week by week what is your overall assessment of the NXT roster at the moment heading into takeover and how that show is shaping up as well well, I love I love everything NXT right now, and like uh, like I said before on our other show that we did that uh, uh, <laughs> will be released another day. What you're talking about? <laughs> like uh, like uh, what I was saying was that uh, th- there's so many people saying that the golden age is over with NXT, and I, I am a firm believer that it's beginning because there's so many beautiful uh, and experienced veterans within the uh, within the ranks right now with Young and Almas, Black, Lork and Strong, Ricochet and McIntyre, and that's like just seven people. People with uh, uh, that don't have or that don't have anything under 15 years experience. That's 116 years, and then you've got more. So, That's like, amazing math. No, but it's, it's I do a lot of research. Off if you're not going to be head. the best, why bother? You can. <laughs> and like seriously, you've got the the up and comers with Velveteen Dream is just phenomenal. Like he's doing so good. Like uh, even Sabatelli and Moss, I find them getting better and better every every week. The street po- profits are taking taking shape. Authors of Pain together have only like six years of experience, and they're already leading that uh, tag team division. Bianca Belair, Lars Sullivan, Shayna Baszler, and they're they're all like. All those folks there is 31 years of experience. So there's so much to learn and so much to so much potential, like the potential in NXT is just phenomenal with the training staff and like uh, Triple H at the helm. It's just it's it's phenomenal. And uh, like it's the must see product in my mind In, in the realm of professional wrestling. NXT is phenomenal for me and i know i use that word a lot but that's just because of aj styles but like it's it's uh what what to look forward to on up next every thursday starting uh the 22nd of march you have got everything that you need right there it's going to be great the the outlook for nxt uh takeover uh, new orleans you've got what are the uh the announced right now we've got cn almost versus uh, alistair black it's going to be stacked it's going to be a great show. Even Ember Moon and Shayna Baszler. Like, Baszler is is catching on really quick. She's starting to sell a lot better. Like, I know there was a lot of... Uh, uh, he, she was taking a lot of heat for not selling enough, but she's she's a killer. And it's, and it's just... It's going to be great. The Undisputed Era versus... Well, uh, uh, either... Uh, well, I, I'm not going to do any spoilers because now I've looked at the spoilers. Thanks Adam to Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. <laughs> He's, Double duty. He's great, yeah. And then there's another one announced that uh, I don't know if we're supposed to talk about as of yet. I don't want to spoil any shows that are coming up in the future every Thursday. Yeah, well, we know that they're going to do Ciampa versus Gargano. 
yeah, it just makes sense. That. That's that's the big blow off, I'd say, for that huge feud that's been going on in this product for so long. I feel like the takeover card is a really. It looks like when you, you used to play general manager mode on the video games and you ran <laughs> through random dudes together, and then all of a sudden you're you're running the matches because this card is a little strange looking, but realistically it's a good. Look, it looks good. You you you're gonna want to watch this show. Any anyone listening to this show is definitely watching that show. Um, the, the Gargano match sounds interesting. Black is probably gonna pick up the title from Almas. Um, I, I have not watched NXT. Week to week to week since you know all the the stuff with uh, us not doing a show and all that, but uh, I have gone back and watched certain things when I've been super into it. I have watched Almas versus Gargano from the last Takeover, the five star match. I've watched it like seven times. Uh, it's I'm obsessed with it. It's a fantastic match. I keep watching it and keep getting into it. They did a rematch on TV, which was great. I just feel like after Gargano and Ciampa are done this feud, they're gonna come to the main roster perhaps or something like that. But I'd say the takeover is just as good as them. And the Mania card is good. Both cards are looking really, really good. The only thing that that is is the problem is I want to see Aleister Black pick up the NXT title. But at the same time, I want to watch Kenny versus Cody. So Mm -hmm. my, my heart is torn WrestleMania weekend. Now, uh, uh, just a, a quick question. Uh, I don't mean to sound uninformed, but uh, what is the injury uh, with Bobby Fish? He suffered a, a partial tear of his ACL and MCL. So he just had surgery. I think it was just, just under two weeks ago. So he will not be on that card. Now, is there is there any, uh, uh, have they said how long he might be out for? Or? It's going to be about five, six months. That he's oh, out, boy. Which is unfortunate because he's not a young guy either. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was partial tears as opposed to uh, complete tear, but nonetheless, it's it was to the ACL and MCL. But unfortunate injury, especially the timing of way. I mean, this is the worst time of the year to get hurt. Yeah, amen to that. Uh, as you also look, I mean, with NXT as well, it's it's hard to kind of forecast long term because you don't know which performers are going to get plucked up to the main roster, which. Uh, you would assume there's going to be a handful of them post-WrestleMania, and there's also no shortage of performers that are kind of in the on-deck circle just waiting to get onto television, which to me is always a tough balancing act for NXT is just providing time for all of these different performers. And they've got uh, Ethan Carter III that's just coming in now. You've got the Ricochets, the Donovan Dijaks. I mean, this long line of guys drew mcintyre that's going to be coming back at some point as well it's it's finding the spots for so many of these guys as well of like one cycle of takeover to takeover can look completely different for this brand yeah, no, it's it's so true. And it's like like you said, they've got such a stacked roster right now. And with so many people that haven't even shown up, like I, uh, they, they have to make room. But it's, it, I also see it as a very good thing because it forces everybody to be on, at the top of their game and trying to steal every single show. So it makes for a better product. Yeah, let's run. stop with the let's stop with the lazy wrestling. Like just mm-hmm. because you have a spot in and you're signed to WWE and you're signed to NXT, then if you waste that opportunity, you, you can it's still you can still waste it. And you can tell when someone gets put in a spot and they run with it. Velveteen Dream was someone yeah. who was a Prince ripoff after Prince had like died. What a terrible, terrible gimmick on paper. And now everyone who watches NXT is obsessed with this character and loves this this dude. It it 
you can you can have these opportunities and then not really do anything with it and then you get released and then people wonder oh i didn't really go that far in wwe well look what you were doing it wasn't very good and there's a reason you're not progressing with it whereas nxt like all these guys getting called up after wrestlemania like i can only imagine it could be so risky because Bobby Roode, he's he's a huge star from uh, at TNA days. He comes mm-hmm. in, he's NXT champion. Look, he's in the he, he's going to probably be on the pre-show with yeah. Randy Orton. Like it, it's just like oh, so you were you were you went through all that, and then now you're just kind of there. So what happens when they keep bringing people up? When they keep when they when the authors of pain show up, probably not after right after WrestleMania. Like they're not just going to be the surprise Monday Night Raw thing, but with vignettes or something like that. Then they got to slot these 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 people in when they keep, when they bring them up. So it's like you you write off someone else completely who's already on the main roster. So it's it's just weird. It's it. Where where do all these people go? Yeah, <laughs> you can't. Storyline. Also, run into that issue that as you're freeing up spots at NXT for this new talent to come in, when talent is going up to the main roster, it's not as though they're replacing spots. It's just, mm-hmm. it's kind of this, this bottleneck effect where, yeah, you have a better uh, showcase of three hours on Monday, but look at SmackDown of how loaded, just from a numbers standpoint, that show is that you're throwing more and more on there of. How how big of a main roster can you have to sufficiently showcase so many of these guys? I mean, if we're throwing up four to five more names, where are they fitting? Especially on SmackDown, where I think it's very hard to to fit in anymore without getting rid of guys to create yeah. new new spots. Yeah, and to add to your point, like you even look at the 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 co-branded pay-per-views coming back. That's even less spots on go. those shows. It's it, yeah. it's it's getting a bit crazy. And you've got like we got to see Ricochet make his debut in the Mississauga show a few weeks back, and then this weekend War Machine made their debut in oh, ring. So. Can't wait, can't wait for that. See, like I, I, like instantly now as a wrestling fan, I'm like, oh, I like War Machine more than I like more tag teams. Every other tag team right now, I don't care about. So it's like that's just my personal like as a fan. But you can't just get rid of these people now just because the new the new toys are here. All right, let's get rid of the. the the other ones no one wants to see them anymore so it's like in with the old in with the new out with the old but it sucks because they're actual people <laughs> they have jobs looking ahead as well to uh wrestlemania weekend uh we chatted about this on the last show as well is kind of the role of the hall of fame this year uh mm-hmm. dave is this even something you you're interested in is this like who who is the audience for the hall of fame now <clears throat> i um I, I have no idea to tell you the truth because I, I've never watched a Hall of Fame. I've watched the clips. I've watched the like if anybody says you have to see this uh, acceptance speech, I've watched those. But I've never actually uh, set sat down and watched an entire show. I, I don't know who it's for. Maybe it's like extreme insiders or that. Uh, but uh, Kid Rock fans. You Kid Rock fans. There you go. So uh, I'm not too sure to tell you the truth. I have no idea. It just seems to me that it's become like with so many options that weekend, it's become a very skippable one for people that have so many different decisions to make of what they want to do and and watch mm-hmm. that. I'm certain that there's there's a WWE audience that is interested in it, but it just seems that year over year that one becomes the one that is just one of the one of the lesser attractive options of the the entire weekend, I would say. Mm-hmm. And who's I mean, who's headlining it this year anyway? Goldberg. Goldberg. Oh, gold. Oh, I see. I mean, I, I would say <laughs> I that, that 
I would say the for people who don't follow anything outside of the WWE, I think the Hall of Fame is still a very important day of the year. Uh, it's it's you know these are they, they like what what did Rickler say? There there are two things that feel real in professional wrestling: your first title win and your Hall of Fame induction. And you know as 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 much as we, we might make fun of the WWE Hall of Fame or its legitimacy, a lot of this, most of this almost every speech that you hear seems very genuine seems to really come from the heart of these people no matter how successful they are in their careers uh getting to you know deliver a final goodbye a final message to wrap up their very long careers and i usually you know even even though there are so many other different options and i'm going to new orleans this year and i i'm i might not we're not going to the hall of fame this year because we want to experience the actual wrestling that said i think we will still cover the Hall of Fame. We will still watch it. And I think I'll still enjoy it because of the very genuine responses and the very genuine speeches that you'll get from a lot of these, uh, you know, uh, from, from anybody in, involved in a, in a field at a certain level for a long time. So I, I feel like there's still a big, uh, you know, interest level for me. In, mm-hmm. in, in, but maybe it depends what you're looking for, how familiar you are with the other things going on at in professional wrestling as well. Well, it's it's a very good point that you bring up because if you if you dedicate yourself to doing something for so long, and I know a lot of people think, oh, it's a WWE Hall of Fame, it doesn't even count, it's only uh, for that company. But if you've dedicated yourself to that company, and to be honored with a Hall of Fame ring, that's a huge thing for the individual. It's like if if Bryden's had a Hall of Fame and I got into that, or post wrestling had a Hall of Fame and I got into that, and I put Calm everything down. that I was into that and like because like everything that i do i try to be the best at what i do and to have that 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 show of respect given to the uh, individual it, it's it a wrestling be, hall of fame yeah it doesn't like, matter like, yeah. it's, it's it's so much for them it's like this is what i've done my whole life and what i've mm-hmm. wanted to do and now i've got these hundreds of thousands of people complimenting me and accepting me it's just it, it must be mind-blowing for the w- wwe attachments aside i mean Really, this is the biggest stage for a speech like this. No, as mm-hmm. legitimate as you know the the actual Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame is, or Dave Meltzer's Hall of Fame, you're you're not going to reach as many people with your speech as you don't even give speeches for Meltzer's Hall of Fame. But you you know you're not you're not going to uh, get as many people to hear you as a Hall of Fame speech for the WWE Hall of Fame. So I I still the consider that. Hall of Fame should have speeches. That would be awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I feel like the Hall of Fame now is you can watch it on Twitter in like a two-minute thing. Like I know Goldberg's going to say something, something, something next. The Dudleys are going to put someone through a table. Kid Rock's probably going to shout. I don't know. I don't know. But um, I really feel like the the Hall of Fame is is the Wrestling Hall of Fame. But if if you're someone, you're a wrestler – and you go into the WWE Hall of Fame. The best thing about that is now when you go to conventions, you can charge just a little bit extra because <laughs> it says WWE Hall of Famer. He's got the ring. We can charge just a little bit more to sign those autographs. So and I you feel can like sell that ring if you're. If you're <laughs> <laughs> you could wrestle for it. Um, I, I, it's it's good for all the people who go into it. I just don't really watch it or anything like that. I mean, I love I love wrestling and I love all the people who get. Put into it, but I don't really watch it anymore. I'd rather watch the wrestling. Just like Who's going to induct Kid Rock? Do you think? I, uh, I would love if it was Kevin Dunn. Uh, 
Mm. Undertaker. Well, I mean, Kid Rock's going to come out at WrestleMania and play the Undertaker, American Badass, out to the ring for the <laughs> one last time. So maybe it'll be Undertaker, you know. Uh, Taker Kid never Cash, Maybe up. Kid Cash. <laughs> oh, Kid, Kid Cash. Cash. We'll get Kid Rock. <laughs> maybe The Rock. The Rock. Chris Rock. It'll be a rock formation. Yeah. It'll be great. Well, uh, you guys aren't deciding who's uh, inducting no. Kid Rock, but those are some <laughs> great ideas. Uh, this past week, uh, there was obviously a lot of backlash over the, the decision on Monday when they, they aired the video for the Fabulous Moolah to announce the, the Fabulous Moolah uh, Memorial Battle Royal involving all of the women at WrestleMania. And kind of just looking at this overall of what, what went down, the fan backlash, you had um, Snickers and their parent company come out with a statement calling it unacceptable and in a bit of a surprise the wwe walked this one back and it's now going to be the wrestlemania women's battle royal um i'll throw it out to anyone here of a how surprised you were that this actually ended up with a a change to how they're going to market this battle royal and Mm. maybe just how this this story went down this week i I was really surprised it's crazy that they changed it i think i was when when everything went down um Okay, I was most surprised that Snickers themselves released a statement, uh, and I applaud Snickers and I applaud Mars for doing that uh, under under fan pressure. I mean, it. I think it just shows you perhaps the power of the internet at this point, uh, and and maybe the sensitivities of these major corporations. Because I wonder if in the past, if people, if major corporations would have even give a shit, given a shit of, of, of internet fans complaining about something like this. I'm not so sure, but I think it's great that corporations are listening to mm. audiences. I wish the WWE themselves would have made that decision without having Snickers force their hand. Uh, it just, this feels more so something done to appease them rather than the audience. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that one. It's like it, it, um, I didn't think much of it when it happened. I thought they were just going to like brush it under the uh, the proverbial carpet or whatever you want. But when you look at it, it, when it comes down to money, that's what the WWE looks for. And Mars, I can see them not uh, not wanting that any any affiliation with something like that because like they were founded in 1911 and they're they're a standing company that's been. Like it was, it started as a family, and they've. I, I can see how they wouldn't want anything to do with uh, something like that. And when it comes down to money, I'm sure the WWE is going to be like, okay, you know what? No, nope, fine, we can change this to the women's uh, WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. Do you guys see this being indicative of the WWE uh, being more more ahead of things such as this? Because to me, watching this on Monday, it was just it was just so brazen. You know what I mean? Like this mm-hmm. is a company that is not shy about. We'll glo- we will do and glorify what we opt to do, and that's regardless of the of the the current uh, political climate, the social climate. It it's just as though they they feel no need to have to answer for any of this stuff and just push this forward. And when all of this backlash came out Tuesday, they just doubled down Tuesday night, replaying the video, having a promo, and having gone through this this past week. Do you see them? being more um, concerned with it, with this kind of stuff. I hope so. I really, really hope so. Because there's a, there's a weird like stigma when you're a wrestling fan, you tell, you meet someone, you say you're a wrestling fan and then they go like, really? Like wrestling's awful. Look at all the terrible things that happens in wrestling. And then it's just like, well, wait, no, wait, please let me explain. Listen, uh, I, I, 
I really think that them changing the name could be leading to different things in wrestling. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people, it is upsetting that they would that they would call. Like, if you know a little bit about, you know, Google things, you can read things. I mean, a lot of it uh, is uh, a lot of the people aren't, aren't aren't really around to give their side of the story and and, and, and you know accusations and stuff. Yeah. It's it's impossible to litigate this yeah. story. This is never going yeah. to like all the key people involved. Pretty much are no longer involved. I know one of her uh, trainees did speak out this past week to uh, Ryan Satin, but lar- so many of these people are no longer around. But that said, like these stories are known, and to me, it's it's like the decision to go forward with this despite all of that is concerning to me. Like if these same allegations were made towards a modern day performer. They would, at minimum, be suspended, if not probably let go, and not being uh, pushed for a major championship, which is kind of what the equivalent of this is by deciding to do this. And that's to me, it's just it was such a, yeah, it was such a disregard well, for I, any of that. I feel like when it comes to a lot of their legends, they probably don't. Uh, they probably not. Uh, they don't. They probably don't give as much uh, credence to, uh, I, I suppose, claims like this as they would current day performers. And yep. I'm talking about people like Jimmy Snuka, uh, who you know, obviously we know all yeah. that stuff that's out there. But they probably don't necessarily feel like it's as big of a deal as something like what's happened to Enzo Amore. But as as we can see, it's it, it is as big of a deal, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as as something to do with a modern day thing. I, I feel like they're probably looking at this as a big blunder on their part. This gave them a ton of terrible PR. Yeah. And I, I believe they're at a time right now where they're very sensitive to that anyway. This is why, I mean, Enzo Amore, Rich Swan, anything, anybody that 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 is close to controversy, Hulk Hogan, they would want to stay away from. And if they could, could have foreseen anything like this, from the announcement of this Mula thing, I'm sure they would have been voided it. But my 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 assumption is that they underestimated how hot of a topic Mula was. Yeah, Definitely, like I, yeah, yeah. I'm and sure that at, like, at a time period where they're also negotiating this massive television deal, <laughs> that you would think that they want to skirt controversy wherever possible and eliminate mm-hmm. any kind of um, negative publicity that could somehow affect this deal for them i mean this is this to me it always comes down to just simply monetary reasons i think snickers was a huge reason if not completely the reason it's for this the change, reason as opposed yeah. to oh, some yeah. moral uh dilemma that they found themselves in more so i would say the fact that it's the fact that they were forced to admit that they were wrong that i i feel like they probably hate the most right you know like <laughs> yeah. they would have kept this thing even if they 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 saw this backlash ha- they would have stuck with it if not for stinkers. But the fact that I think they they were probably really hesitant to, to do anything about it is the admission that they're wrong. And I know the company hates admitting that they're wrong. Even in Vince, Stephanie McMahon's tweet out there, at yeah. no point do they say we apologize. It's, she just said, let's, let's, let's move on. The most important thing is that the women get their chance to shine or some bullshit like that. Hashtag, Hashtag. change the name. Change the name. Change the name. <laughs> I'm actually really, I'm actually, I'm so shocked they actually did change the name. And I'm super happy as a, as a wrestling fan that they did. It's just, it's just a, a lot of, in the past few years, I honestly feel like they have, they have brought in a, a lot more uh, female wrestling fans. And uh, for the good, everyone can enjoy wrestling. And that's how it should be. 
if I'm a, I just don't, I don't like the fact that they they put her name to it. If you do know a little bit about the stories and all that stuff, and the fact that they actually change the name to me is a, is a, is a is a cool thing. Uh, it makes me kind of happy that they did. Like it's a it's a good little nod. Like good, yeah. good on you. Thank you for doing that. So maybe it'll lead to even more things in the future. Are you guys satisfied with just uh, the decision to just call it a generic WrestleMania Battle Royal? Would you have the rather... pre-show Battle Royal? <laughs> well, why not call the other... Snickers? Should, should they have chosen the... another female, or do you think that they're going to be gun shy now to do any of these kind of uh, naming conventions to honor someone for yeah. any Stop any particular reason? Just it's a just call it the hey the show hasn't started yet, but you can still get your drinks and snacks before the actual show starts. Battle Royal. Yeah, no, they're gonna they're definitely gonna do a lot more uh, background checking background checks on this. Like I'm sure that they knew of everything that uh, was uh, accused of uh, Fabulous Mula and what what had happened or what had gone on, and I'm sure that they were taken aback by uh, the the outrage about it. I'm sure they weren't expecting any of that, but yeah, for sure they're gonna shy away from anybody that's got a little bit of a checkered pass right now but i i don't think like why not just name it something else like that's that's fine by me and i i I'm would fine. it have been too tacky to call like for snickers to like take that name or to sell that name to a sponsor or is that something you think the company well you'd have to change the sponsor every year right right yes <laughs> but that the yeah. snickers battle royal the smoothie king battle royal <laughs> That doesn't. That's not bad. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. Get a yeah. giant chocolate bar for winning. Yeah, <laughs> some of their their prominent uh, sponsors over the years. Your your Skittles, your Burger Kings can all be represented. I mean, that to me would be the the evolution of uh, their their battle royals and stuff. Is just all. It's like uh, going to the Santa Claus parade where everything is just a float sponsored by. <laughs> How amazing would it be, though, the Skittles Battle Royal, and when you win, the, it rains Skittles down on the crowd. Oh, oh my Fantastic. God. I, I actually hate Skittles. Taste and that's the rainbow. Awful. rainbow. <laughs> how, about, how about the winner gets a percentage of the sponsorship deal? There oh. we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, kind, of, kind of just dovetailing off of um, the Battle Royal. Uh, so th- this past week, I was kind of going through the whole WrestleMania card of what's been announced and what you figure is going to be announced with, you know, Cena Taker, the Shane match. <laughs> So we're at like 14 matches now, and that's without including Bailey and Sasha. Do you guys see Jesus. these two ending up in the Battle Royal? Because to me, it's like 14 is about the limit of how many matches you want on this show. Do you feel that they're going to get their own singles match or they just end up in this match? I would uh, like to see them. I would like to see them have their own match. Uh, I, I A lot of people are saying that Gargano versus Almas was the best NXT match ever. It's It, it possibly could be. But don't forget about Sasha versus Bailey. But when they're they definitely present. not getting twenty minutes at Mania. I would say they're not they definitely. Yeah, I, <laughs> I yeah. feel like I feel like it's just best if one of them, one of them, Sasha wins the the battle royal. I just feel like they're just going to be put in the battle royal. I feel like it's just uh, there's just too many things going. How many? Mm-hmm. So many matches. There's so many things. Where there's so many matches already scheduled and there's just no room. Yeah. Would you rather watch them for literally five minutes and it's just going to be like, okay. Or would you have them in a battle royal? I don't know. I, I love the idea of the battle royal for to tell their story. I think it's a perfect yeah. setting to, to yeah. continue that storyline. However, I think if you're the WWE, I mean, you pro- you might have to be conscious of the fact that you only have two women's matches on this thing. I mean, Ronda Rousey, Stephanie McMahon aside – only two actual women's divisions matches on this entire card of 14. 
And how is that going to look when you're trying to trump this, you know, uh, women's revolution thing? So I, that's not to me my, the biggest argument for putting Bailey and Sasha on this card. Yeah, but do they have a, like is the build enough right now to to warrant a WrestleMania is a match? WrestleMania match. Yeah, because it, it doesn't feel like it feels like like you said they're still telling the story. It's, between yeah, them. it's not so much. It's not so much to to me. It's not so much like oh, there's uh, there's there's only two women's matches, so we need to do it. Like I said, like earlier, like oh, uh, Bobby Roode and Randy Orton are randomly feuding over a, a, a title. There's no story really. It doesn't make sense. Let's put it at WrestleMania. Let's do right. it. I don't care about so, that either. So, so then like, I would say then take that match off and put yeah. Bailey and Sasha on. Why? Sure. Why have Randy Orton versus I would, Bobby Roode versus? I would versus definitely Kendra? have Sasha versus Bailey. I'd rather watch that on the actual WrestleMania card. Randy Orton's had his manias. He doesn't need to be on the show. He can be on the pre-show. It doesn't matter. Same thing. You can if also you, kind of get away with both. In that, if I was putting this battle royal together. Those are the two logical finalists, and you give them a tease of the match with the final mm-hmm. couple of minutes sure. and do some kind of angle where maybe Bailey cheats in order to, to win the match, and then you get the full sequence the following. <laughs> you just suggest Bailey cheats? Why not? Are, are, you, are you watching Raw every week? Do you, <laughs> listen, it's, listen, Bailey yes. turning I, I'm predicting that Daniel Bryan and Bailey could come out of this show as heels. Okay? That tells you all you need to know about the treatment of baby faces wow. in 2018. Maybe Gargano's uh-huh. going to uh, power okay. bomb Candace as well. And now we're getting oh. silly. Okay. Gargano is a saint. Hashtag change the name. <laughs> could you imagine? Like it, it is completely conceivable that within a month you could have Daniel Bryan, uh, Bailey, and Sami Zayn all heels on this main Stop roster. It. Is that not insane? Yeah. Stop it. I would say no. I would say I, it, it is inconceivable. That's not inconceivable. happening. It's, it's not exciting. happening. Let's put money down on it. No could way. You see, could you see two of the three? Way. Oh, easily. I can't see Gargano being a, a heel. I'm not including yeah. Gargano in there. I'm just uh, like, I, can, I, I can't Bailey's see Daniel Bryan Bryan. being a heel. I really can't. That's such a To me, that would be such a dumb move, and I think it would backfire immediately. Yeah, it's a dumb move, but they've already been teasing it. Daniel Bryan is a heel. I mean, he's not going to get booed, really. But I, they could try. They could try. Wow. Dave, what are? How do you feel your kids will react when Brock Lesnar walks out at WrestleMania? Because he was the uh, he did his uh, penultimate match uh, with uh, Kane and Braun Strowman at Madison Square Garden on Friday night, and received mm-hmm. an enormous reaction from the crowd, who doesn't seem to have any problem with this guy picking and choosing when he shows up on Raw, despite the uh, WWE's intuition. Yeah, my um, my my son will, um, or Dustin, my oldest, will hate Brock Lesnar because he loves Roman Reigns, and my youngest loves Brock Lesnar, so he'll be cheering. Um, I I don't think the the fans will turn on him at all. I think the they're still going to be cheering him and booing Roman. And Braden, where do you see Brock Lesnar being in six months? In the UFC, uh, no I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we might get. Uh, I feel like we really will get another Brock fight before uh, the end of the Brock Lesnar era. But uh, I'm done with uh, Brock Lesnar as a wrestling fan. Just right now, I, I, I am a fan of him. I, I love some of his matches. In fact, actually, look at last year. He came wrestled Goldberg in. I don't know. It was like a 10 minute match. I really. Really enjoyed that. I thought yeah. that was a fantastic WrestleMania match, especially since their last one was a stinker. That one was a really good story. It put it to bed. But now, Brock, I'm I'm really done with you. Roman, uh, people really hate him. I, I like the fact that people hate him. He's doing a job somehow, some way. Um, but Brock Lesnar just doesn't really uh, 
do it for me anymore. I'm more so looking at the Nakamura AJ match as kind of my main event kind of thing. The Brock thing where he doesn't show up, it's it's weird. But yeah, I'd say Brock Lesnar doing one more fight in UFC, and then uh, he, he's got some he's got some wrestling still uh, left in him. There's so many matches down the line that Brock can have against other people uh, that will still make sense. But for right now, my interest in a guy who doesn't really show up on Monday Night Raw every week is not very high. Yeah. No, I agree with you, uh, Braden. Like, I, I'm looking, I'm so looking forward to a champion that's there every single week. Like, it was cool when it started with the Brock Lesnar not yeah. showing up, but yeah. now it's just like, come on, man, show up. So, so I mean, I'm hearing the both of your your uh, reactions to Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Yet, do you think the audience at large feels the same way? I and still feel can, like people love him. Yeah, yeah. But can I, people use that if they if they were to amplify, you know, some of the sentiments that you, the the two of you echoed in this build towards their main match against Roman Reigns? Do you think that you can actually get this audience to turn on Brock? Oh, it's definitely a possibility. I don't think it'll work, but uh, it could happen because, like, I, I'm sure a lot of people are feeling like uh, Braden and I. Like, I'd love to see uh, a champion, like I said, every week, but uh, people still see him as this giant. Spectacle, the celebrity. People also yeah. like to really—it's—it's it's a thing to hate Roman Reigns. It's very true. It's like, very wait, good. Oh, wait, yeah. you're you're all hating him. Oh, that's the cool thing to do. Okay, then I hate him too. Yeah, we hate mm-hmm. Roman Reigns. We hate Roman Reigns. Yeah, we hate him. Let's boo him. All right, then that, that's what they do. But uh, but he's a solid in-ring competitor, and he's yeah, he's, he's doing better and better matches every single week. So hmm. yeah, I don't know. Brock Brock Lesnar can go. Can, can Brock Lesnar should go to UFC for a little bit and give some other people the the time. I think for Brock himself, I think it, it would be healthy to take some time, like take, make your, let people miss you, you know, yeah. and, and, mm-hmm. and we've had this for like, what, three years now. I like to me, his act, even with Paul Heyman, I'm kind of tired of, you know, these, these 10 minute Paul Heyman promos. I'm, I'm not that excited about them anymore. Give me some time off. I think it'd be smart for him to like take a year off. Let Ronda Rousey kind of fulfill that role of sort of the big name celebrity outsider who only wrestles every, every several months. Plus you also have a Braun Strowman who I'd say already kind of fulfills a lot of that big monster, crazy physical, uh, feats, uh, t- type of role that that Brock used to fulfill. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, uh, he he can go away for a while. He can go fight in the UFC and then get caught, uh, busted for using uh, Advair inhalers again. One <laughs> final topic, and then we'll we'll wrap up this roundtable. But on Monday night, they are going to present the ultimate deletion. And Dave, <laughs> uh, what is your opt? Well, I know you're going to be optimistic about this match on Monday night, but they what have they been doing online as well to uh, to hype up this match? Because you've been following uh, some of the videos that the WWE has been posting. Yeah, I've, I'm extremely. Extremely, extremely excited about this match. Like, I know that it's uh, a lot of people had uh, said that the WWE had watered it down and uh, it was too long. It was building for too long and just kind of just killed it. But I, I I really enjoyed the build, build for it. And this weekend, they like Friday, they put out, um, <clears throat> excuse me, from the Hardy compound. They, uh, 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 sorry, Matt Hardy welcoming everybody to the Hardy compound. And then on Saturday, they put out, uh, they're just little 50 second clips of him at the zoo, his zoo that he has at the Hardy compound and he was talking to his his giraffe looking for uh, advice and then today they put out one with him lying in Skarsgård and talking about the uh, uh, the lake of um, oh what is it called the lake reincarnation. of reincarnation yes the lake of reincarnation this stuff is 
brilliant. And you can tell that they're having a little bit of help with this. You know, it's it's just it, it's it's really catching on. And uh, I'm kind of sad that it's uh, happening so quickly, like with uh, tomorrow's show. But uh, I'm really excited about this. And if you haven't checked out these videos, please, please, please check them out. They are so funny and so I, well done. I really I like I watched the the Matt Hardy stuff when it was all going down in TNA because it was I watched then and I, now I'm just like it's kind of I, dude I watch a, those three watch the three from this weekend and you listen, will be reinvigorated they're so listen, good listen, they're just like, like the, that the, every time the Matt Hardy thing when he laughs and he does all the the weird Bray Wyatt stuff I haven't liked it at all it watered down is probably the right word I feel like this one will be the first one that is good I mm-hmm. feel like it will it will change my mind on it but i don't know what this matt hardy thing is geared towards because i i feel like i am a fan of b movies i like old uh, scary movies from the the old times and ridiculous silly things and i feel like that's what this is it's kind of like silly it's ridiculous they everyone knows what it is but we accept it it's funny it's ha 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 but realistically like it's fucking dumb it's so dumb I can't, I, I can't, I can't have it on. And you invite, invite uh, five people you know who don't know anything about wrestling, and you say, "Hey, watch uh, Ultimate Deletion with me tonight on Monday Night Raw." They're gonna think you're crazy for watching. They're gonna think you watch this every week. What no way, this? man! Bullshit. They're gonna love it. I don't know. I made, I made, I made many of my friends watch the the old one, uh, the 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 first one when it was uh, Matt and Jeff, and I don't remember what the, the first one was called, but where they're fighting in their compound, and there's fireworks, and there's the the dilapidated boat. And you well, know they what? Lied. Uh, they lied. It was called the final deletion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the final deletion. I actually showed that to many people who weren't wrestling fans. And you know what? Um, a lot of them really liked it. They're like, I don't know what the hell you just made me watch. It was so silly, but it was pretty entertaining. Uh, uh, some of my friends who know nothing, they don't know who Matt Hardy is. And to this day, they'll jokingly say to me, Brother Nero. They don't even know what it means, but they're <laughs> saying it to me. That's stunning <laughs> to me because Matt Hardy has 26 years of experience compared to Bray Wyatt's nine years of experience that I would think many more people would be familiar with Matt. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, if you mentioned the Hardy, Matt Hardy, they're like, wait, that's Matt Hardy, the guy who used to like jump off things. I'm like, uh, that was his brother. You know, they're a team. <laughs> they're like, what? What? What is this? It's so ridiculous. And I'm like, yeah, it is. And you know what? I, I I don't I don't care what people think about what I'm watching or things like that. It's just when I'm watching it by myself and he's going, the it's so stupid. But I like I just said, I think. This next deletion will be actually really good. I love it. <laughs> so, let's do it. Do a match. Uh, where's Jeff? What's Jeff doing? God, <laughs> Maybe don't really answer out that. Of it, aren't you, Brady? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> All right. See, <laughs> it's obsolete. Very nice. All right. That's going to wrap up the roundtable, everybody. Version two. I think version two blew away version one for those out there that are maybe feeling uh, left out of the first one. But it was uh, the last one was good. This was great, though. So Thursday, March the 22nd, mark it down on your calendar this week. It is up next with Braden Harrington and Bartender Dave coming to postwrestling.com. And uh, are you guys going to be doing a bit of a a catch-up for those? I mean, I'm asking Bartender Dave because Braden's got to catch up himself onto NXT. Braden should be catching up Dave on the show and maybe the rest of the audience. Yeah, that would be a great role for Brady. <laughs> we have we have to catch up on on every like uh, all the people who have been sending us uh, lovely tweets. Um, they want to they want to know the updates on me and Dave, obviously more so than the updates on NXT. So that's mm. what we're, <laughs> uh, I'll, 
I'll watch some. I'll watch some NXT. I'll go back. Dude, I got notes upon notes upon notes. I'll send them over to you. <laughs> Sweet, excellent. I don't have to professional. Watch. And where can people find the Call to Arms podcast? Oh yeah, we've. Uh, if you're not sick of me already, we do Call to Arms uh, podcast. Me and my buddy Danny Williams. It comes out uh, first thing every Thursday morning. It's just a broad stroke of the week that was in wrestling with a uh, more focused subject to round out the show. Uh, you, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, any podcatcher will find it. You can follow us on Twitter at Call to Arms Pod. You can follow me at Bartender Dave seventy four, and you can find me at Bryden's at twenty four fifty five Bloor Street West if you're in the Toronto area. And you can follow us there at Bryden's on Bloor. And Way, anything you'd like to promote? Well, uh, postwrestling.com. And man, Thursdays are going to be busy for you, aren't they, Dave? Oh, no. We Wednesday record. nights. Say. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> We're all ready for it, man. I'm just so happy to be part of the post wrestling uh, Thursday, network. Thursdays. Thank you so much. It's going to be great. It's going to be up next. It's going to be great. Well, folks, just came up with this one off the top of my head, but you know. There's, there's a lot of pretenders out there. There's even few contenders. But dare I say, there are only two bartenders. Yeah, baby.